0: Hi, I'm Julie. And I'm Laura. We're longtime friends who know a good year at Real Talk can solve almost anything.
1: Now we're transferring our skills and experiences to our new coaching practice.
0: Whether you're making a big decision,
1: exploring a new path,
0: planning a project, or you just want to learn how coaching might help you, join us for our conversations on coaching through it. Well,
1: Julie, we're at uh, ICF Core Competency, numero cinco, five.
0: Five, maintains presence.
1: Yeah so this is good it's funny we're talking about maintaining presence as we're ending the work day and we're like how do we focus and be in the moment <laughs> it's true it's
0: true <laughs> i was gonna say on a scale of one to ten how is your presence right now
1: <laughs> I Took a shower so i feel a bit refreshed 7.5 maybe eight. Wow, look at you yeah, at yeah. You. i ran at the end of the day it kind of puts me into a new mode so
0: yeah yeah i can smell dinner the start of dinner being made so like I think it's maybe I'm starting at a six, but it might gradually decrease
1: Sliding. as the smells get okay. okay. So this episode should be quick and short. Then, then we'll get we get to go. the point. Uh maintains presence was a core competency before the new ones came out. So it's defined as is fully conscious and present with the client, employing a style that is open, flexible, grounded, and confident. Oh, this yeah. is a, this is a loaded one.
0: It is, it is. I mean. Yeah. You could spend a lot of time defining each of those words, Um, which I don't think, yeah, you know, like, uh, but I don't know that that's, I don't know that's the best use of our time, right? I think um, what strikes me from this, so they, you know, they say in this video that this has always been part of this, right? This wasn't necessarily new with an update. Um, But we're figuring out then moving it from sort of like an unwritten expectation, right, included with kind of leveling to that PCC um, and now making it more action oriented um, and and really focusing on how you're putting effort into that. So to go back to what I said, I don't know that it makes sense for us to talk about those words because I think there's room in this competency to really define those for yourself.
1: Yeah. um, Pamela Richard is the video we're talking about. We'll link it in the notes. Uh, Talks with our good old friend. They're both in Portland, actually. It's funny around that way. Um, And they talk about uh, just going to maybe not say that it's different, but maybe it's more about how it's expressed or how it's shown up. And I did like that. In all of the new core competencies, which I just wrote down again, is they're action oriented. So there's always a verb that starts it off. So it's not passive. So this is what a coach will be doing and acting and being. And I like that a lot. So that stood out for me as I start to unpack this a bit more. Yeah,
0: I agree with that. I think they couch this, and this is a phrase directly from the video, like inviting another human being to emerge, right? So it's not just, okay, I'm sitting up. Straight, you know, I'm maintaining eye contact. Like I have presence. It's, it's what is my presence doing? To your point about action, right? Mm-hmm. To invite this client to engage. Like, how is my presence um, helping create a, a successful environment for the client?
1: I'll insert another word, so we're not using the word presence or present a lot. Uh, I'll say energy. Um, what do yeah. you bring? Yeah, what do you bring into the virtual room that you meet or the physical room and How do you show up that might be mirrored by a client? So I think about that a lot more because if I come in hot or frazzled, it does bounce off other people. And this happens in our regular work meetings, right? Or even our lives. So you show up and you're like, I'm a little drained. But if someone comes in like, hey, how are we doing? And you're like, all right, I'm going to get excited. But you don't really want to like raise the temperatures or bring down the temperatures in a room. You want to kind of have an even keel. So I think about that energy as a constant state. So maybe that's where that word grounded comes in is it's just kind of like your center. I'm Zen. Like, is that it? I don't know.
0: (laughs) But I think what you're getting at and just to call it out real explicitly is that this competency calls on you to use your presence to make room for the client too. Right. So when you're talking about keeping that energy on an even keel, I think it really is to put the focus on the client because you should not be the center um, of that, of that moment or that experience with your own
1: energy or your own presence yeah because you can definitely lead someone in a different way by your expression or your tone or yeah anything your enthusiasm and that maybe is not what you want you really want to and i have to check myself a lot and julie I could be wrong, you do too. Um, I'm just gonna say we show up, we're pretty expressive in our face, uh, language. I am it's half Italian, so I do talk with my hands. So we early on in coaching, you go back to season one, listen, talked about how we used to sit on our hands, I had to think about like our coaching face. We're just like silently nodding at each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay. Like these are the phrases, things that we don't do normally. So it's a different, different way of showing up into a conversation.
0: Yeah, I think one curveball for me with this curveball is a strong word. One uh, nuance to this competency that I wasn't expecting um, was this idea of how your how poor presence could be solutioning, or mm-hmm. poor presence could be suggesting uh, with the client, right? So that you are actually I think it goes to that inserting of self or um, making your presence overtake the client perhaps.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. And it's not that we're telling coaches or us to be neutral because we are people like you're not showing up as a robot to coach, but it's the idea of recognizing the other person's kind of aha moments or not uncertainties in a way or realizations. And I, I think it's the, um, keeping keeping the I think about like almost smoothing the sand across like a baseball diamond or you know if they're right they're ready to play ball but they need to have like a smooth starting surface or let me go back to my zamboni roots and cleaning the ice before a game or before a skate mm-hmm. if they want a fresh start that you're not already you've not already marked up that ice for them so I think that's really good yeah the yeah. other side of this uh you made some notes around and this is very common it connects with we've already talked about Coaching mindset, trust, and safety is that curiosity and staying curious with the client. So, what did you take from this that might be a little bit different than the other core competencies we've talked about?
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, in some ways, it's back to what you've already named about what is my face saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like how am I, <laughs> how am I making sure that I'm not it, going into a space of judgment? Um, you know that I'm asking questions of the client and staying curious um, with my with my powerful questions. Um, that I'm okay saying that I, I don't know an answer if if there's a very direct question or you know, hey, let's explore that together. Let's explore that. Um, I, I think in some ways this competency gets that you know you, you're a person, not an expert. You know, Mm -hmm. like, yes, you have training, you are a coach that has a certification and you're just another human with another human.
1: Yeah. That's a great call out. Uh, I think a lot of people seek out coaches for expertise, maybe not necessarily credentials, but expert and backgrounds in a certain area. And the secret sauce to being a coach is it doesn't matter. It it means you're actually um, getting curious because if I'm an expert or I know too much in an area, I might forgot to forget to drop that curiosity hat and say, tell me more about this or you'll make assumptions. And so I do like that this space is um, solid presence or energy would be coming into with genuine curiosity and hanging on to that. And I love that uh, Pamela talked about in this video, the kind of the different levels, like what comes to you naturally versus what seems forced versus you just are. And like, it's kind of like you're a curious philosopher and it's just who you are and being. (laughs) She's like the normal expression of the person, but she said, I'm like, that's just someone who's like, I'm always just curious. And I was like, wow, we're talking to a six-year-old now. This is great. (laughs) Well, the thing about this one, I wondered, um, and it's been hard to drop some of this for me is I wonder what you're doing to show that, you're not knowing with a client because so that is a good way to hold space. So how has not knowing shown up in any of your coaching sessions with your clients?
0: Yeah, I think for me, I interpret this less about saying, Oh gee, I don't know the answer to that. Right. And more remembering to show up as someone who's in exploration with a client. Right. So like not knowing means not demonstrating my knowing, if that makes sense. Um you know, we've talked about when clients are like, well, what should I do? Or what have you done? Right? Rather than stepping into that place of knowing and answering that question, um, you know, working with the client to redirect and get them to explore what might work for them in that situation. That's how I picked up the not knowing. Um, Because I don't know. I I mean, yes, there's been moments where, um, you know, you, you, you answer questions in coaching, but I, I think a what we're taught is that, and what we try to practice is that I, I hope I'm not necessarily in several instances with the client where we're asking direct questions, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've interpreted as people have asked me and they might know my background and we might have similar work backgrounds. And so they said something like, well, you've dealt with this when you did this. And I said, yeah. And they're like, well, can you give me your advice? And I often default to yeah, I have a couple ideas, but I'd love to hear from you first. Mm -hmm. And I never get back to answering the question. And it's not saying that I don't know, but it's flipping back to the client to say, I know, but what do you really want to know? And I need you to establish like how we go down this pathway, because I think that's the, the process is not, we talked about a checklist or framework. It's keeping that curiosity muscle um, and reminding myself, although I have an idea and even I'll, I'll be honest, Katie, our mentor coach, had said to me, do you have kind of like a process you work people through? And I do, but I don't because I, I think it's wherever they're at now because I hate to someone come in and be like, I want your three step for me to pivot my to my next job And I'm like, uh, that's boring. Um, because not everyone's in the same spot. So I think I keep curiosity in terms of saying, I'm not really sure. What do you think? Or I do I say I do have a few ideas. So I admit like, oh, I've got a couple of ideas or suggestions, but I'd want to hear I'd love to hear what you think first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is a great situation to um to to let them explore by asking a question like what have you what have you learned from in the past? What have you seen work in the past? you know and and so getting them to maybe they're pulling from other sources that they've seen and witnessed maybe they don't have that experience and they're like oh i had a, a colleague who did this or something but it's still them who is bringing up right that knowledge or that answer
1: yeah and if like the best part of i don't know when you say i don't know and they say i don't know we i love going hey let's brainstorm some questions or who might you talk to and it just becomes like a brainstorm session where they start throwing other ideas and i say and who else or what else um because i think it's it's really um you and i know it's empowering to have that uh, client come up with their own answers and showing that you're curious with them they do feel like you are partnering and you're working with them so i love that you said exploring with the client because that's really what it's the intention is supposed to be i think for this one
0: mm-hmm. And I think too, there's uh, feeling comfortable enough in your curiosity to be okay if a question bombs, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think, you know, I I, um, I was being coached earlier today, actually, and um, we were talking through a current work project that I'm on and they asked me a question, um, you know, well, what similarities do you see in that? And I could tell, you know, between X and Y, and I could tell that that was actually a genuine curiosity. Um, but what I loved about that question is like, it wasn't directly seeking context about the situation, right? Um, it was aligned with my agenda, which was essentially, I have all these swirling bits of information, and I need to kind of come together to a focus. And it allowed me to explore. Now, if I had said, you know, eh, I don't really see any similarities. That's okay. You know, like, it, that's a moment where you just pause at the client, you have a moment with the client, the client's like, Nope, nothing there. And you move on. And I, I think, being willing to have those curious moments um, that might not land is also covered in this one.
1: Yeah. I think that the stressing, the positive and thinking, and I love when a client's back and said, Nope, that's not it, Laura. I was like, all right, I have a better question for you. And that's okay because you've had them to stop and think. And then if it doesn't work, you're like, Oh, then let's shift the direction another way. So I think of it as um, space and pause, Um, what's challenging for this core competency around maintaining its present for you?
0: I think what, and I've talked about this before, um, I really like, I give a lot of affirmations just in my conversational style, right? And so I want to do mm-hmms and I want to do facial gestures. I want to let them know like I've heard them or yes, I did think the joke you tried to say was funny, you know. And so <laughs> I I've been trying to really work on like how am I giving that um, at a at a five instead of a 10, you know, when I'm with someone in that space. Because I, I do think it's part of who I am authentically. So will I ever turn off gestures, facial expressions? No. Um, do I want to work on that? So it is maintaining a neutral environment and an environment that's centered on the client. Yes. So that is a struggle for me. What about you?
1: Yeah, I think it's about <clears throat> energy in the room and my, our rooms are virtual. I definitely know coming in, I have to remind myself to set the tone. And I know this as soon as like, I see a client near what I'm doing. I was like, mm, shit, pull it back. And it might be like, um, It might be us taking a deep breath. So like it might be a somatic thing that I do with a client now or um, after asking how they're coming in or how they're landing on the call, um, really making sure I check my own energy because sometimes I can be excited because I'm like, oh, I love talking to this client. and. It's going to be fun and we do some great work together, but I also want to know every session is a new session. We got to maintain the thread between. So I think it's, we've talked about maybe opening and closing sessions earlier in the season um So reminding myself to do something deep breath on my own, drink some water uh, before hitting me, let someone in. So, yeah. So not to be excited and bring too much ramped up stuff at the beginning. Cause it, that might lead them in a different way than what they would have come in to talk to me about. So that neutrality, it's hard. That's, you know, <laughs> neutral. Julie says nothing to me. Like she's just modeling right now. She's like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's Great. good practice. Maybe it's good practice. Once again, why we don't coach each other. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> This is good. And this is a topic for coaching, but this is a coaching topic. You and I often coach around with leaders, right? And mm-hmm. so it's kind of, how do you show up? How do you tune in? How do you bring people in with your energy and culture in your org? So leadership presence is really good. So this going through this video, I reminded myself as a coach, like what do I say to clients when they're leaders and executives of how they're showing up with their mind, body, um, and voice. And so I'm thinking about that as my own. And so I'll give a shout out to good old Meryl Wilkins and Jenny Sue um, Own the Room. It's a great book. Really love that on uh, presence. And Jenny Sue has another one on leadership. Um, I've talked to it before. Happy to drop and share in the notes. But those are two of my favorite ones that I've been thinking about lately on just presence in general. And it's helped me not only with clients, but me as a coach.
0: Yeah. I really also enjoyed um, Priya Parker's work lately, um, she does a lot of work around gathering and how we connect. And I think particularly as I'm talking with leaders around going back into the workplace, um, as myself transitioning back into the workplace, right, I, a lot of that work has been um, just a good reflection. I don't know if if, if it is like earth shattering research, right, as much as the ability to watch other people have these discussions, right, And and learn from case studies that she's had.
1: Yeah, I think it's great. Art of Gathering is a great book. Um, I think both of them show up that we're going to have to deal with our work lives, both hybrid, remote, and in person. And I think there's some nuances that presence, hey, we could all use a little bit of how we show up in presence to think on before we do that work. So thanks for mentioning that book. Yeah. Well, Until next time, Julie. Let's be. Coaching through it.
0: Be sure to listen to the next episode by subscribing to our podcast.
1: We always welcome comments and questions.
0: Send us an email at coachingthroughit@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
1: Until then, we'll be figuring it out on Coaching Through It.